Welcome to another edition of Making Money, the podcast with the financial coach, Ron Hebert, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, used to be in the broadcasting business. Ron and I have known each other for years. We got together and decided we wanted to do something about making people a little more financially astute or aware. We had a question a few weeks back, Ron, and you we, we alluded to it. It was a question about retirement, and you said that's such a big topic to cover. It came to us from Danny, and he said, I'm going to be retiring in the next year at about age 58 or so, and will fund my retirement from my investments. I'd like to hear a show on how to tax efficiently start taking income out of my portfolio. That, that's a big area, Ron. Uh, so where do we start here? Because this is so big a concept, we're going to try and break this down literally. We've got enough material here to do three shows. So we're going to look at how much annual income do I need to retire, how big does your nest egg have to be, when you should start taking CPP, what about the OAS clawback, what do you think of annuities, how much should I take out of my portfolio every year? How much do I need to take out of my portfolio every year just to have an average lifestyle? What is that average lifestyle? How you should construct your portfolio? What should your asset mix be? And there's lots of other questions. So what we were trying to do is we're going to do this more as a bit of a Q&A format here where we're going to talk about one particular take one of these questions. We're going to spend a little bit of time on it that we're going to move to the next question. So if you're anywhere near retirement or you're in retirement and you've got questions about your portfolio, the financial structure, are you going to have enough to retire? Hopefully over the next three shows, we're going to be able to give you enough information so that you'll be able to take this forward with the answers and you'll be able to work your way through your own particular circumstances with the tools you need to answer these questions. And obviously, it'll be a lot easier for you to take a big load off your mind if you have a plan. The worst thing you can do is go into retirement and have no plan at all and not even sure whether you have enough money to make it. So we're going to try and answer all those questions to help you have a comfortable retirement. I can remember some years ago you and I got together for lunch, and I was uh, sort of in the in the stages where I was contemplating retirement, and, and you sort of sat down and said to me, well, here, look at, you know, you got to take a look at what your financial needs are when you get to retirement because your lifestyle does change. There's no two ways about that. You don't have the, if you will, the comfort of a paycheck coming in every couple of weeks or however you were compensated. So you have to take a different approach. But I think fundamentally, Ron, one of the things that comes down to this is that when you do retire, unless you live, as you like your term, a rock star lifestyle, your spending needs aren't as great as they were when you were working. According to Stats Canada, the average Canadian retired couple is spending 57000 $415 per year, that includes taxes. So that works out to $28,708 per person. And from experience doing thousands of financial plans over the decades, and of course costs are going up, so that will rise in the future. But I've seen people with forty dollars to $45,000 a year in income that can still spend three months a year down south, I mean, they're not going and staying in a five-star hotel. They might be going out a little further in the desert and renting a trailer in one of these, these big trailer communities. But they're able to get out and they're able to do a lot of things. So you probably don't need as much money to retire 
as a lot of people think they do. And much of that has to do with time. And you and I have talked about that a lot, is that when you retire, you have the advantage that working people don't have. You've got time. You can go to an afternoon movie. You can go to a health club or golf club membership with, that has restricted hours. So you can go in the middle of the afternoon when the working stiffs have to be at it. As you get older, at least from my experience, having a heavy meal at 8 or 9 o'clock, you want to do that anyways. And an afternoon meal, maybe 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, where the price for the meal is half, um, it makes more sense. As I get older, I'm falling asleep if I go to a movie at 10 o'clock. <laughs> afternoon matinee works just fine for me. So you have the time to do things like shop at flea markets, go to garage sales. Uh, you can take your vacations in the off-season. You can sit and watch the Google every day. And when you find a sale on, uh, like I saw a flight to Paris, I think next May, I saw a round trip for 400 bucks. Well, when you're retired, you can go, yeah, boom. You can press the button and act on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where the rest of us, when you got kids, well, you got to go home and talk to your wife. you got to sit down and talk to the kids. Can they come with you? Can you get time off from work? Can you find people that will take your place? Can you have someone look after the dog? You just have a lot of logistics that it's far easier when you're retired because you can do things when nobody else wants to or can, and you can do it at a far cheaper price. Well, as you also point out here that, you know, you can get seniors discounts if you happen to be officially a senior. I don't know if you retire at 58, if that qualifies you or not. Sometimes it's 60, sometimes it's 55, sometimes it's 65. But that can be a bit of a, of a, of a moving target. So how do we have to have a huge nest egg before we say, okay, I'm going to take this step? Well, I just wanted to tell you that I got my first seniors discount at IHOP last fall when I went in and ordered some pancakes and a cup of coffee. So I was so impressed. I hadn't even been thinking of it. I looked at the bottom of the menu. I saw a senior discount. And I'm going, hmm, that now applies to me. <laughs> but how big a nest egg do you need to retire? Now, obviously, if you've got $50 million, who cares? But for most people, there's two good rules of thumb to start with. The first one is called the rule of eight. And that rule says that if you want to retire at 65, you feel uh, you will need to build a portfolio that equals eight times your annual salary. So let's say you've got $50,000 a year in salary. Eight times that means that you can probably retire at 65 with a portfolio of about 400 grand. And there's other things that you can get old age security, Canada pension plan, you can use your sell your house later on. So there's other things you can use that will help you extend that income out. So eight times is probably the minimum, but it's a good rule to start with. And it's not complicated. You don't need a sophisticated financial program on a computer and spend hours and hours and hours working out the fine-tuned number. Uh, this will just give you a good heads up rule of thumb number that you can that you can start with. It's a beginning point, certainly not an ending point. And the other one is the rule of three quarters. And that rule states that your income should equal, or at least your retirement income, should equal three quarters of the income that you had in your working years. So let's do an example because people find the math behind this a little bit intimidating. So let's say you had a reasonable job and you made $60,000 a year as income. And that's a pretty good 
uh, paycheck for most people, especially if they've got a partner who's also working. So if you had $60,000 and you needed 75%, that means that you're going to have to have an income of $45,000 annually to keep up the same, roughly the same lifestyle as you have right now. Now let's say you get uh, $7,200 from old age security, and let's say you get $7,800, and I'm just using these as examples from Canada Pension Plan. Well, there's $15,000. So you earn 60, you need 75% of that, you're down to 45. You're already getting a third of what you need from Canada Pension Plan and OAS, so now you're down to 30,000. Well, you just do the math and work it backwards, Let's say you get a 5% return on your portfolio. Well, $600,000 at 5% will give you that $30,000 you need. So when you're sitting down to do the math, frankly, that's how easy it can be. This is not complicated stuff. You shouldn't be intimidated by it. If you spend a little bit of time working at it, you can get your accountant, you can get your financial planner, you can get a family member or someone you know that's astute at doing this stuff. Uh, you can go and uh, typically... The investment firm you're dealing with often will have in-house financial planners that can help you with some of those things. Okay, so how much do I take out of my portfolio every year before I run out of money? That's, that's always everybody's, I think that niggles at the back of everybody's mind. Am I going to have enough? What if I live to be 95 or what if I live to be 82? Am I going to have enough money to get me to the finish line? Well, in the U.S., this really pushed a hot button because... It really dates me. It was about 20 years ago. There was a commercial, I think it might have been only on U.S. stations, but it showed an old lady sitting on a bench, and she was opening a can of cat food, and she had three cats sitting on the bench next to her. And before you saw the commercial for the first time, you figured that, well, here's this old lady, what a sweet old lady, she's opening the cat food, and she's going to feed it to all these cats who have been in the park and are going to come up and see her. She pulls a fork out of her out of her pocket, out of her purse, and starts eating the cat food herself. So, you know, there's that image in your mind, am I going to have enough money? If I don't, am I going to end up on a park bench eating cat food? Well, there's some simple numbers that will help you from going there. Many studies have shown that a portfolio of 50% stocks and 50% bonds has a 95% chance of lasting 30 years if a person has an annual withdrawal rate of 4%, pre-tax 3.1%, after tax, and this uses a, a constant inflation rate of 2%. They came to this conclusion using what's called the Monte Carlo simulation. And this simulation uses thousands of different economic scenarios going back 100 years. So there are lots of worst case projections built into these numbers. So it generally, if the world continues to go on with its ups and downs and two steps forward and one step back like it is always done, Typically, you should be able to uh, have your portfolio last, even under a worst-case situation, 95% probability of it lasting at least 30 years if you stay with a 4% solution. So 30 years. So if you retire at 65, if you're going to make it to 95, you should be covered. Exactly. And if you weren't? Then there's something left over for your survivors. Uh, totally. Or if, if you live to 105, you can start selling assets. I mean, frankly, if you're moving into a retirement home, you probably don't need a dining room set. You probably don't even need a car. Probably 
but I'm 95. I doubt they'll let me have my license. <laughs> well, and this is what we talked about right off the stock, that when you retire, your cost of living generally goes down. I mean, there are exceptions. Some things, as you say, maybe your utility bills go up a little bit. Certainly, that's the, the kind of world we're living in these days. And maybe you have some other financial obligations, but you don't, you don't socialize maybe as much or you socialize differently. And the costs seem to go down. There's a survey of consumer finances in the U.S. And, of course, Canada is a little bit different from the U.S., but not that much. And they discovered that about half of the over 65 population were not spending all the money they were making. And that about one-third were spending about as much as they were bringing in an income. And only about 15% had spending that exceeded their incomes. This study was replicated in Germany and other places that I've seen. And as people get older, they simply spend less money. And, you know, when you've got half the U.S. population over 65 not spending that all the money that they're taking in, that tells you something. It tells you that, frankly, some of the fears people have of retiring, of that cat uh, sitting on a bench eating cat food scenario we talked about, that many of those fears are overblown. All right. Now, you talked, the number you threw in there when you were talking about that formula, the uh, the Monte Carlo simulation, the 2% inflation, like what kind of inflation rate should we be thinking about as we look forward to the future buying power of your assets? Well, one of the things that's really driven down inflation over the last 10, 15 years is globalization. When everything pretty much was concentrated on North America, yet most of the products we used daily coming from North America, you could have labor going on strike and they could kind of hold the consumer hostage. Well, now with internationalization and globalization, what happens is that if you threaten to go on strike because so much of what is produced everywhere is exported elsewhere, the company can just come back and say, look, if I give you a 20% increase, it means the stuff that we're selling into Asia, we're selling into Europe, is now no longer competitive. And because a third of our production is going to North America, a third to Europe, and a third to Asia, frankly, we're going to go out of business if we give you that raise. And if you push for it, we'll just take the production offshore because we're a global company now. So that's put a lot of pressure on um, and put a, a cap, if you will, on labor, which is one of the biggest drivers of the inflation number. And so unless you see globalization doing a U-turn in the next couple of years, I think globalization is probably peaked. But if you're nearing retirement, these are big ships, you know, and if you've got a cruise ship, it takes a lot to turn it around. And jobs are coming back to North America. I think last year there was over 80,000 more jobs coming into the United States than left in their manufacturing jobs. So that's starting to turn, and that could put some pressure on years down the road. But I think right now, inflation looks fairly benign. And as a result of that, I think that you can use in your calculations a number like 2%. That, makes, uh, that would make good sense because going forward, that's, that's where a lot of the opinion is of, of what your costs will be. And as don't forget... As a person who is retired, you're not like the millennial you were 45 years ago. You're not going out and establish a home, buying a car and brooms and furniture and vacuum cleaners and rugs and fence posts and gardening tools. You don't have to do any of that anymore. You, 
like a lot of the old guys you see going down to McDonald's, they're wearing the same clothes they were five years ago. They've acquired. They've acquired, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, now let's take a look at another area. What percentage should I use when protecting the future annual rate of return on my portfolio? If you're looking forward, I would say that we have come off a huge bull market since 2007 to 2009. And unless you're one of those people that really believes it is different this time, and I don't believe it is, every long bull market has been followed by a long bear market. And long bear markets, I mean, if you go back to 1999, when the market dropped, it was 13 years before the S&P 500 got above its 1999 peak. So markets can go down or go sideways for for uh, long periods of time. And so you have to expect after you've had a decade of really outstanding returns in the market that you can go through periods of time where the returns aren't so good. And so all I'm trying to do is, because we've come through 10 years of, of very good markets, that you want to be a little more conservative with the number you use. And if you pick a number that's too high, it can lead to a real adjustment in your lifestyle down the road when you find out that your income is not keeping up with your expenses. And I would suggest using a conservative number like 4 to 5% annually. And if you have a high-quality portfolio of blue-chip stocks and a 60-40 asset split, I think you'll be fine with that number over the next decade. And, of course, if we come out of a bear market and we, it looks like we're going into a longer-term bull market, you can always adjust those numbers upward. But I think the 4 to 5% range is a pretty good place to start. All right, lots to chew on here. We said we could probably do this in three parts, and that's what we were going to do. Uh, this is something that everybody has to focus on. We're all going to retire at some point, and you want to have a plan in place that's going to make that retirement as comfortable as possible. That's the road we're leading you down here. Uh, we'll address more in our next episode of Making Money, the podcast. And again, a reminder, if there's something here that we've talked about that you find maybe just eludes you a little bit, you have a question, you can reach us through the Making Money at CFCW.com website. And we will address those concerns in upcoming episodes. Back with more on how to plan for your retirement on the next edition of Making Money with the financial coach, Ron Hebert. I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for listening. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.